0: Hello and welcome to Walk by Faith with Diana. I'm Diana Abercrombie and I'm so excited that you're here. I can't wait to see where God takes us on this journey. My goal for this podcast is to dig into God's Word, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us and teach us how to apply His Word to our lives and then turn around and help others in their faith walk. You know, Jesus said in Matthew 4:4. It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I don't think we can live it if we don't know it. I want us to dig into God's word, pick the scripture apart, and allow the Holy Spirit to teach us how to apply it in our lives. Again, thank you so much for being here with me. Let's start walking, shall we? one. And welcome, welcome, welcome to another podcast episode of Walk by Faith with Diana. I am excited that you're here today. We've been going through Second Chronicles chapter 20, and I'm hoping today that we will finish it up. There's just so much in that chapter. I pray that you have just gone through it yourselves and just looked through it and picked it apart to see all those little tidbits of truths that are in there that you can use every day. I'm glad you're here. Um, let's pray before we get started because I want to dig right in. There are quite a few verses for us to go through. And again, I'm just grateful that you're here. Lord, I just come to you right now. So grateful that you are here with us that You have given us Your Word to go through, to read, to hide in our hearts so that we won't sin against You, that You are God and You love us and You want us to study Your Word so that we can live by Your Word. Thank You, O oh God. Prayerful today, as we finish going through Second Chronicles chapter 20, that there's so many things in there, Lord, that I just don't want to miss. And I pray that I would step aside and that You, Holy Spirit, would just show us things. Speak to us in a special way. Help us to be able to just pick these verses apart and find the truths that will help walk us through our own days individually. Prayerful for each person, Lord, who's listening to this podcast. You already know what battles they're facing. You know what battles are coming. You know what battles they're already in, and you know what battles they've already come through. I lift them up. I pray, O God, that as we continue to study how important it is is for us to turn to you and turn away from all the things that would have us focus on anything other than you, that we would grasp these truths, that we would listen to them, that we would hide them in our hearts, and that we would live by them through the Holy Spirit. Bless each person here, O God, that is listening to this podcast. Help us, I pray. Holy Spirit, lead us and guide us today as we finish up this chapter. Speak to us in a special way, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So last week, if you recall, we were talking about Jehoshaphat's prayer, that he prayed to God after he had been given the information that three armies were coming against him. And his first reaction was fear. And we talked about how that was his first reaction, but he used that reaction to turn to God. He used it as a push, if you will, to turn him to God. And he turned away from those who were telling him all about how big the army was, and he turned to God. And then he prayed, and in his prayer, he called all of Judah together and had them come, and as he was praying, he acknowledged who God was, he recalled to everyone's mind as well as his own what God had already done, and he acknowledged that this army, this great multitude that was coming against them was so much bigger than they were and that they were powerless to do anything about it. And he ended his prayer with their eyes were on God. And I love that because that's where we're going to pick up today. They had turned their hearts and their minds and their eyes to the Lord. Their eyes were turned to him. And it's just very interesting that that is what he did in his fear, because that's what we can do as well in our first reaction, we don't have to stay there. We can use that first reaction to help push us over to God and tell God our hearts, pour our hearts out to him and let him know what is going on in our minds and in our hearts so that he can then empty us of that and fill us with him, more of him. And that's what is so important. We're going to pick up in verse 14 and we're going to talk about how they were in the midst of the assembly. Verse 14 says, Then in the midst of the assembly, the spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel. Now Jehaziel was in the assembly. He was listening and praying with them. And as they were in the midst of all that, then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehoshaphat and gave him a message or a word for Jehoshaphat and the people of Judah who were gathered together. Verse 15 says, that Jehoshaphat said, listen, all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem and King Jehoshaphat. He's telling all of them, listen, pay attention. I have a word for you from God. He said, thus says the Lord to you. Do not fear or be dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. So let's stop there for a moment, because that is a very important Verse. The people of Judah and King Jehoshaphat, who had gathered together to pray, because of this great multitude that was coming against them, and they had called on the Lord, they received a word from God in them in the midst of the assembly, and the word was, "Do not fear." Now if you recall their first reaction, Jehoshaphat's first reaction to what was being said to him about the great multitude coming against them was fear. He was greatly afraid. Verse 3 of chapter 20 says Jehoshaphat was afraid and turned his attention to seek the Lord. So his first reaction was fear, and then he turned his attention to seek the Lord. The Lord addresses that fear right here in this verse. He has a word from to Jehoshaphat and the people telling them, do not be afraid. Now, the important thing to remember there is that God started his word to them Telling them not to be afraid, not to stay in their first reaction. He knew they were afraid. He's meeting them where they are and he's telling them, do not be afraid. And then he says, do not be dismayed. So he's even telling them, he's going a little further than fear. He's saying, don't be afraid and don't be dismayed. So being dismayed would have them alarmed or upset. And he's telling them, don't be afraid don't be alarmed, don't be upset because of this great multitude. He acknowledged in that ver- the first thing he said that he knew they were afraid, he understood, do not be afraid. He acknowledged that they also could very well be dismayed, upset, confused, not knowing what to do. So he told them not to be dismayed. And then he's, he's saying because of the great multitude, because he's acknowledging to them that he understands that they see a great multitude coming that they've heard that a great multitude is coming. He's acknowledging that and he's comforting them where they were. And I love that because that's what God does to me. So many times when I go to the Lord and my heart is just hurting and all I can see is this confusion, the pain, the hurt, the upset, whatever it is, that is the great multitude that is coming against me. When I'm in that and I go to God and I pour all of that out to him, I can't even tell you how many times God has come right back around. And it's as if he's standing in front of me and says, I know. I know you feel that way. I'm telling you, I will never leave you or forsake you. I will will be with you. I will walk with you through this. I will make the mountains as plains before you. And it's just, he meets me where I am. And I know that he will also meet you where you are. I want to encourage you today to go to the Lord and pour your heart out to him in whatever situation is coming your way, whatever may be happening, go to the Lord in your reaction at that moment and just tell him what you're feeling, what you see and how you understand that He is God and He's the only one that can meet you where you are and help turn things around. Now, even if He doesn't turn the situation itself around or make it go away, what happens is in our spirit, we come to God who is the only one who can give us peace and help us walk through whatever it is that's coming at us because He's always in control. And that's what He's doing there. He said in the latter part of verse 15, For the battle is not yours, but God's. Now he said, for the battle. So he knew that there was going to be a battle. Now the battle may, at that point, have been the battle in their mind that was causing them to be afraid or upset or confused and not know what to do. That may very well be the battle that he's referring to at that moment. But he also knew that the great multitude was coming against them. So he's also referring to the battle that is coming their way because he's saying the battle is not yours but God's. So if we will allow whatever battles we're facing, whatever it is that we see or hear or whatever is coming at us, whatever's happened, if we will understand that that battle, whether it's the battle of our mind, whether it's the battle that causes confusion, fear, hurt, pain, physical or emotional, if we will recognize that that battle is not ours, but God's, because we are God's children It goes such a long way in helping us focus on God, because then you become a child of God, which I know that as we are saved, we're already children of God. But I'm referring to in our hearts and in our minds, our mindset puts us back to remembering that we are a child of God and he is the one that fights our battles with us and for us. Now, I want us to look at this, too, because in the next few verses, he's telling them not that they're going to have to go down against the the armies that are coming. They're going to have to go down against them, but they're not going to have to fight. So he's telling them that you are going to have to face whatever situation it is that's coming, but you're not going to have to fight in that battle that he's going to fight it. Let's read verse 16. Tomorrow, go down against them. Behold, they will come up by the ascent of Zes, and you will find them at the end of the valley in front of the wilderness of Jeriel. You need not fight in this battle. Station yourselves. Stand and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out to face them, for the Lord is with you. Now, I love that because he did not tell them, okay, children, just sit here. I'm going to fight this battle for you. You don't need to do anything. Just sit here. He didn't say that. He said, tomorrow go down against them. Now, many times in my walk with the Lord, I have understood that God wants me to be willing to get up and go do whatever it is that I need to do. He wants me to be willing to stand up and face whatever is coming at me because when I do that in Him, it's not me that's standing there all alone facing whatever this is that is coming at me. I am walking with my God who is always in control, who knows exactly what's going on and who is the one who fights the battles and has won every battle. I'm walking hand in hand with Him and He is showing me more of Him. I'm moving into a deeper, more intimate relationship with God every time I'm willing to get up and go and face whatever it is that's coming at me with Him as He goes with me and before me. It's so important that we get that when we try to face everything on our own or when we start calling everybody else to get their opinions to find out what they're thinking, to just hear so many different directions from other people. That is what causes us to act out in our own strength and in our own mind. But when we go to God, when we go to him first and pour all of that out to him, Even though we still have to face whatever it is that has happened or is coming at us, we're not alone and we're not in that state of confusion. Only God knows everything. God knows the end from the very beginning. He has allowed things to happen in our lives for a reason, for a season, for a purpose. God knew me, knew you knew our lives before we were ever born. So anything that comes at us is not a surprise to him. He was not at all surprised that this great multitude was coming against Jehoshaphat and the people of Judah. It didn't catch him by surprise. He didn't have a moment of, "Uh uh-oh, I didn't see that coming. That's not God. That's not what he does. He knew exactly what was happening here. And he wanted his children to turn from the fear that they would be faced and trying to act out on their own to face these giants, these armies. I call them giants because to me, all of these things that happen in our lives that are are. The things that just touch our hearts and our minds and our emotions, to me, those are giants that only God can face, that only God can strike down. And that's what they were doing here. If they had not turned to God, they would have met that, those armies in fear and frustration and confusion, or they could have possibly run. So the thing that God is saying is, no, I'm right here with you. You're going to have to face it. But you're not going alone. I'm with you. I will walk you through whatever it is. And that's what he does in our lives. When we turn to him first, when we pour our hearts out to him, when we have those godly people who say, listen, I'm going to pray for you, but you need to go to God. I'm going to pray for you. Let's go to his word. That's what we need to fight against the battles that go on in our minds and in our hearts and in our emotions when things happen. And he told them that they were going to have to go down and face them, but they did not have to fight. They were to station themselves. Now, when I think about this in the context of this verse, my heart immediately goes to, I have a choice to either station myself in the fear and chaos and confusion and anger. I can stay in that and station myself in that, which will make my mind just go round and round and round. Or I can station myself in God's word, in prayer, and focus on him, turn my eyes to him. No matter what's going on around me, I can station myself and see what God is going to do. Now, they didn't know exactly what God was going to do. He had just told them that the battle was not theirs, that the fight was God's. So they weren't exactly sure what he was going to do. And right after that, he told them, go down tomorrow and face them. So they still had to go down and face them. And the same thing happens to us. But in facing God first, in going to God first, in wrapping that whole situation in prayer, they protected themselves under God. Now, When I say protected themselves, I'm talking about having God go with us and before us. Bad things happen. We already know that. Scripture clearly tells us in John chapter 16 that in this world we will have trouble. So bad things do happen. But I'm talking about knowing in our hearts and in our minds and in our spirits that Almighty God is going with us. That is powerful. That is more powerful than anything that they were facing in front of them, knowing that God was going with them. He again tells them in verse 17, do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out to face them for the Lord is with you. And listen, folks, that is all we need. That is all we need for God to say, I know you're walking through this. I see it. I'm not surprised by it. You're my child. Station yourself in me as in the Lord. Station yourself in the Lord and see what I'm going to do in your life. That's what God does. And I love that because He. I'm old. I, I'm almost 60 and he has never failed me. Never. I am so grateful for the power of God in my life and who he is in my life. And I'm so grateful to see moving forward in my life, what else God has in store? What else is he going to do? What else is he going to have me walk through and see his salvation? I'm so grateful to know that whatever comes my way, whether I like it, whether I want to go through it, whether it's something that just completely knocks me off my feet or not, I have a choice to station myself in and with the Lord and see the salvation of the Lord. I have a choice to turn from my fear and turn my attention and my focus to Almighty God, who is the only one that can do anything in the situation that I'm facing. I have a God who is in control, and I am so grateful for that. Now, before we close, there's a couple of other verses that I want to go through. And the first one, of course, is verse 18, because I want us to look at what Jehoshaphat did. Verse 18 says that Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground and all judah and the inhabitants of jerusalem fell down before the lord worshiping the lord now verse seventeen had just said you need not fight in this battle Station yourselves, stand and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out to face them for the Lord is with you. And immediately, Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. Now, listen, that's powerful because that is a submission stance before God that is just complete surrender to God. And that is what I want to see in us. That's what I want to see in my life is that, okay, Lord, this is way too big for me, but I know it's not too big for you. You said you would never leave me. You would never forsake me, that you would walk me through. I bow my head with my face to the ground and surrender to you, O oh God. Not surrendering to whatever crazy is going on around me. No, not surrendering to that, but surrendering my will my emotions my hurt my anger my fear whatever emotion i might be feeling surrendering all of that to god and that is what jehoshaphat did right there and that is what the people of judah did they surrendered all of what they were feeling all of what they thought they might be Um, needing to do, they surrendered all of that to God, bowed the head, Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell down before the Lord. And then the last part says worshiping the Lord. Now, when we come to that place, in whatever situation it is that we're going through, when we empty all of ourselves out before the Lord and we come to that place where we are in total surrender to God and what God is going to do, then we worship the Lord because we know He's with us. We know He is, he is going to be the one that fights the battle. We can't win. We can't do anything without our God. But when we come to that place where we can surrender to Him, complete submission to Him and surrender all of what we want to Him and allow Him to move, then is when we truly worship the Lord. And I love that. Let's look at verse 20. They rose early in the morning and went out to the wilderness of Tekoia. And when they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, now listen, this is so important. Jehoshaphat said, listen to me, O Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem. Put your trust in the Lord, your God, and you will be established. Put your trust in his prophets and succeed. So he's reminding them as they're up now on the morning that they're gonna have to go out and face these armies that they are still to remain. Remember to trust God, that God is still in control, that they can put their trust in God and they will be established. Verse 21 says, When he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who sang to the Lord and those who praised him in the holy attire as they went out before the army and said, Give thanks to the Lord for He for his loving kindness is everlasting. Now he allowed the singers and the praisers to go first. Now, in our own lives, if we will allow our hearts to begin praising God first, before we allow our emotion to take over, before we allow whatever it is that's coming at us that causes that first reaction, if we will look at that and then turn from it and begin praising our God, knowing that He has He is with us and He is not going to forsake us. And we know we have to face the battle when we've turned everything in us over to God and surrendered all of that to Him. And then we get up, and know we have to continue on and begin praising God, that is so powerful. God moves and he will always move and he helps us see him. It doesn't matter if things work out the way we want them to because that honestly may or may not happen. But if we can turn our hearts and our minds to focus on God. Now later on in this, the rest of the chapter, he talks about how he went before them and caused so much confusion between the armies that they never even had to face the armies. But he does that in our lives as well. We might not understand what's going to happen in our lives. We may be going into something that we have no clue, but God does. And if we can pour our hearts out to him, Tell Him how we're feeling. Tell Him what's going on in our minds. Let Him know. He already knows. He wants us to empty all of that out to Him and not hold it inside. Empty it all out to Him and then surrender our hearts and our minds and our wills to Him and then praise Him for what we know He's going to do. That is powerful. That is so powerful. And that is my prayer for us this week as we go through our weeks that we will see and recognize the armies that are coming against us and then turn away from them and turn to God, who's the only one who can take care of those armies and take care of us in the battle. I'm so grateful for that. Thank you so much for listening today. Thank you for walking through Second Chronicles chapter twenty with me. Don't forget to visit my website at www.walkbyfaithwithdiana.com. Send me an email at walkbyfaithwithdiana at gmail.com. and you can always visit all of this on our web on our Facebook page. I'm very grateful that the uh, the podcasts are on iTunes, so you can download them, and please do download them and leave a review you and some comments and just thank you again for listening i pray that you will have a wonderful week i pray that you will sense god's presence in a way that you never have before as you turn from the fear and frustration and angst that your battles are causing you and turn to god as he is the one who goes before us and who will fight the battles for us god bless you